Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bell Star. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email Tucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. It is, hang on, hold on, hang on, hi, ho, are you high right now? <laughs> it is the last day of the month. Nope, it's not Christmas, I'm just staring at it. Get me in advance. Thank you, Silver Sister. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. We hope that you can hear this. We hope that you're out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's how that song goes. <clears throat> oh, I, I know you're out there somewhere. That's how that goes. But we do know you're out there. So thank you for chiming in to Weed Day Wednesday. Um, <coughs> I got the I got the grip. Calling us. Oh, my God. No, I got I got something. It's always a grip back then. It's always a grip back in the 1800s. Uh, little cooties, you know, green thing floating around your chest. That's how it's going. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gross. Why are we talking about that? Because if you happen to get the cooties, um, come down. To, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, take Mono Lawrence, the great coconut <laughs> coconut product with the stragglers, vitamin C, and echinacea. Yeah, how about that? You can't get it at Tumbleweed Health Center, but you can get certified down there. So come on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. It is Halloween. Yes. Mm. And we're open. Oh, yeah. Um, costume contest on over there? No, heck no. Cause, oh, yeah, you'll win. You're in your tumbleweeds outfit. <laughs> you win. Happy Halloween, everybody. I should be playing the theme song to Mike Myers, which we're going to look up right now because, it's you know, that's just the best uh, theme song in the on the planet, I say. And if you go down to the Spirit Halloween, they've got this, like, six-foot-four. Like, he's, like, six-and-a-half feet tall. He's huge. Um, and you can go down there. Um, you can buy him for like two forty nine only today. I bet he might be on sale. He could be. He could be. He could be discounted. So. Yeah. Let's see if we can. I wonder if they're gonna have an ad for this. Let's just see. Um, this is in our way. We're gonna go like this for right now. See, they do. They have an ad for the Mike Myers Halloween theme song. Oh, that wasn't it. That's not the theme song. This is. So. Happy Halloween, folks. It's Weeds Day Wednesday, and we are going to be talking news. I know. Scary or not, we'll discuss it. It is kind of scary, though, because there are still people in other states getting arrested, uh, yeah, and booed for carrying legal marijuana. Can you hear it? Can you hear me now? Are you sure? All right. Everything's good. So far, uh, Tech Guy hasn't taken our show down and uh, stopped everything. Apparently, somebody likes the harp today, so whoever in the green room is playing with the harp, you just keep doing it. See? There they go again. Oh, uh, I'm down, everybody. Except we didn't have, what's his name? Um, who does the little dances? Uh, well, what's his name? Spike? Skype? I forget his name. Snipe? I don't know. But he's great. I mean, I'm not a dancer. We're not dancing here, and thank God you can't see us. <laughs> Twitch! That's his name. Twitch! She said really soon. All right, so we'll just keep this going because it is Halloween. 
something we need to hear and get really spooked out about. But don't forget, Christmas is coming. All right, so let's see what's going on in our state. Um, we're checking out, um, actually, first let's just give a shout out to Tumbleweeds Health Center. Get on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Uh, we have a beautiful brick building with a house converted into a business, and it's 1,500 square feet of awesomeness. That's right. We've got all types of accessories. What new accessories do we have down there? You know, we've got, if you want to go trick-or-treating in style, come get a hemp bag. I'm not saying, man. Just get a hemp bag. You might want to line it with like a little zip lock or something before you take it out, but get to that door set me like, oh, I'm a hippie for Halloween. I got my hip bag. It's Louise. I like it. You guys are crazy. We've got a certification special. 239 right now. That's right. Give it up. All fees included. Safety, which is a ridiculous 150, and the rest goes to doctor processing. 164 if you're on food stamps. My Lord, that's cheap. Ah, yeah, it is. Come on down. At 4826 East Broadway Boulevard, check out tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and go to the certification section. And if you have, oh, oh my gosh, what is happening? We're getting, um, <laughs> that's a bad theme song, so we're really not going to play that one. That's just kind of like, um, yeah, that was creepy doll kind of repeating on itself, doing weird things. Um, so back to certifications. If you want to get certified in the great state of Arizona and you have PTSD, which we can't diagnose, that is the one and oh, that's the only condition the state of Arizona actually requires you bring a psychiatrist or a psychologist. You have it has to be a doctor. Okay, we're talking MD at plus MD plus. <laughs> Can we just get a badge that says MD Plus? That's great. Um, but it's the only one that they, that every year, like you can't use our medical record from last year's uh, certification. You have to go see your doctor again, discuss your PTSD, have them fill it all out, and uh, bring those records back to us. But cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, there are a lot of people out there that with stomach problems, it doesn't necessarily have to be Crohn's if you've got, you know, I mean, there's IBS out there that's just, I, we hear some bad stories, that's all I'm going to say. But if you've got stomach issues, you know, uh, agitation of Alzheimer's disease uh, or a chronic or a debilitating disease or a medical condition or the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition that causes Wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. So if you have any one of those or uh, symptoms of any of those things, you can get a card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Yes, give us a call. 520, here comes that heart. 838-4430. Uh, and for all you emailers out there, it's THC Tucson. That's the Tumbleweeds Health Center Tucson. <laughs> at gmail.com. THC Tucson at gmail.com. And the website, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. So check it out. We have some wonderful sponsors. We want to thank the Growers House. Uh, go to growershouse.com. I believe that's what it is. I'll check it out right now and double check that and make sure that's what it is uh, because they've got some amazing. Oh, yep, they've got amazing products down there. And they did just move a beautiful, huge new facility, uh, Home Depot-like, uh, just huge. So you can get down there, and um, I'll tell you the address in one second. It's remember, it's it's 34. No, sorry. 3635 East 34th, it goes backwards. So get on down there to 3635 East 34th. That's a cool address to have.
That's a good one. Uh, golf clap for the grower's house. And most importantly, everyone down there is so super nice and so friendly, and they're just, they'll answer all your questions, honestly, and they're not going to sell you anything you don't need. Um, I'm going to put in our little blog. If you sign up on our uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, whoa, undo that. Um, hang on. We're going to, we just messed up, so we're not going to do that. Um, if you want to sign up, you can blog with us. Uh, and that you can go right to Tumbleweeds Health Center, go to the radio link, and then if you just click the first picture of our little logo there, it'll take you right to the show. Um, since we have a room name error, I'm not sure what that means. Um, so we're just going to leave the blog alone for right now and get on. We're going to read some, uh, we're going to do some news today. We are so sorry. Cannabis Kid is once again not here. We're going to hold him to this. We're going to make him have like a four-hour show to make up for some of the ones he missed. I think that's a pleasure. See that? That's okay. So he can just host and read uh, all he wants. All right. So here we go. Um, let's, let's take a look at some candidates. It says, uh, Marijuana Support Report on Arizona Candidates in the November 6th election. Folks, I know. There are some tough decisions with this election coming up. Um, I myself am struggling to decide who to vote for. And some very, 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 very intelligent people in my life I love, 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 and they're voting for people I don't understand. And then, you know, and I have other people voting for other sides, and it's just the issues are, there's a lot of issues out there, and people really will tell you, you know, what you want to hear. So talk to people. You know, if they have a different opinion, especially, talk to them um, and find out why. Um, and, you know, try not to get into the whole argument mode because everyone's into arguing these days. I don't really like that. But we should be peaceful. Where's the harp when you need it? Spread some love and joy. Yes, and today, spread magic around Halloween. All right. So here we go. Um, we did this last time. Oh, these are, these are reports. This is the report card, and we'll just read this again. We did this last time, but you should all know because it's seven days away from voting. So if you didn't hear this last time and you're in the Arizona area, uh, here we go. Uh, Arizona's midterm elections are just days away. November 6th, and marijuana is still a hot topic throughout the state. The candidate ratings listed below are by normal AZ and shares their perspectives on where Arizona candidates stand on marijuana. So that's just one organization um, in the state that, that did this poll. So you might have, you know, differences, and that'd be great to hear about. The most recent poll of Arizona voters suggests 63% support recreational legalization in Tucson, the Tucson Weekly reports. Um, oh, my computer is going a little cuckoo here, sorry. Arizona is on par with the rest of the nation. In its support for legalization, every demographic except Republicans was above 50% in support. So, for the Arizona Senate candidates, you have Martha McSally. She got a B my, uh, C minus. Yeah, not so sure Martha wants to sit around and smoke a bong with us. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, got a B. Um, once again, we always encourage you to read everything you can, watch the videos, watch their debates. Um, I actually watched, well, I got through most of their, the only one debate that they had. Um, it's about, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes long. Um, and it's out there if you just type in YouTube, McSally Cinema Debate, it comes up and you can watch them talk about things. And I was not super impressed by either candidate. So um, I, I would rank them both at a C just watching that debate myself. Um, it wasn't super impressive. Martha McSally talked a lot about her strong experience. And it's all she talks about. I know. It is over. That's great. I was not a Girl Scout. I was a Bluebird. You know, so we've all done our things. I did 4-H for a little while. What else? You know, we've all been in our clubs. Just, you know, focus on the now. Uh, in the Arizona U.S. House candidate. Raul Grijalva got an A+. Plus. Ooh, wow, A+. Plus. Okay, so go ahead and look out, look out why. Ann Kirkpatrick, I think we could sit down with Ann. We could have a cup of tea with Ann. We could talk real about candidates with Ann. She only got a C, but 
you see that kind of lady? We could just, I think we should go sit down with Anne, talk, talk tea, and maybe bring some cannabis tea for her. I think she might enjoy it. Uh, Tom, Hilarion, Hilarion, C minus. And Wendy Rogers got a D. Yeah, you can say that again. Oh, boy. Okay, all right. You don't have to say that again. You guys are being crazy out there. All right. Okay. Uh, for governor, um, Ducey got a C minus and Garcia got a B plus. I hate campaign ads. Ugh, they're the worst. The things you see on TV that are just all the schmear, the campaign schmears, the schmucks, the swamps, sewers, places, crappy places everyone's going. Like, they spend so much money talking smack about someone why don't you spend so much money talking about what good you've done and what you're going to do like let go of all that negativity you know what i'm saying be here now let that crap go and why spend a million dollars pointing a finger going you're wrong why not spend a million dollars doing the blake shelton going hey point at me i'm right you know what i'm saying all right Arizona Attorney General, uh, Mark Franovich, C, and uh, Contreras got a B plus. So um, again, just do your research. You can go online. In fact, you can look at your stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of voter books. Or disgustingly gross, all these propositions and everything are written because they're all written in legal language. I got four books here. One of them is an educator guide. That's fine. Um, no, one of them, yeah, one of them it just explains things. There's a whole Prop 463, a whole booklet on that one, um, road reconstruction, which, come on, folks, you know, we were still riding horses in 1960, 56 to 1960. We were still riding horses here in town. So think about when they put it laid on that, you know, tracking it's been a while. <laughs> so uh, they have it in Spanish as well. They've got your candidates uh, for different dis- districts. And um, it's they're very informative. But when you get to the propositions, they're just hard to read. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, they should, they should be easier because it just, it turns people off from voting. I said to my friend, this is why. People blow, vote blindly, and this is also why people don't vote. Look at this. I don't read a lot very well. You know, there are a lot of people that don't read at all. There's some people that, how many Americans, how many Arizonans can't read that are above reading age? You know what I'm saying? There is a, an option for audio, but still, if you don't know legal jargon, it's difficult to get through. I got through a sentence, the paragraph. I was like, I'm out. Uh, yeah, it was no, not a game winner. It was a, it was a total game ruiner. All right. So that's it. I just, you know, we really encourage you to get out and um, just get educated. Okay. Three countries warn citizens not to use marijuana while in Canada. This is interesting. We, we've I've been reading and hearing a lot about this. I didn't know it was up to three now, but there are there are countries that will bust you. So here we go. Marijuana may be legal now in Canada, but at least three Asian governments are warning their citizens to avoid it, including the pretense of possible arrest for Japanese and South Koreans. <laughs> China, uh, the latest to weigh in. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, these computers. Uh, didn't go that far. Its consulate in Toronto issued a statement dated Friday reminding Chinese in its jurisdiction, and students in particular, quote, to avoid contact with and use of marijuana for the sake of ensuring your own physical and mental health, quote. The Chinese statement posted on the consulate's website included a long explanation of the Canadian and provincial laws advising them to read it carefully to avoid running afoul of the new regulations. Both Japan and South Korea warned their citizens in Canada ahead of the legislation. The Japanese consulate in Vancouver warned on its website that Japanese laws outlawing the possession and sale of marijuana may be applied to actions taken abroad. 
quote, Japanese residents and travelers should take ample care to stay away from marijuana, including food and beverages that include marijuana, quote. The statement read in part, yeah, shit is right, yikes. South Korea held information sessions in Canada and used a government website and TV broadcast to lay down the law for its citizens. Even in a place where marijuana is legalized, if your citizens smoke, purchase, possess, or deliver marijuana, it's a criminal act, so they will be punished, quote. The embassy in Canada tweeted, quote, please be careful, quote. Tweeting, please be careful. I know, that's, that's, um, that's really harsh. Uh, up to five years in prison or a fine of up to um, 44,000 it's actually 50 million won, which is 44,000 American dollars. So you can, they probably, probably do both. I mean, that's, that's really crazy. That's really scary, too. And, and China listed drinks and anything, everything. Don't even, don't even look at it. Guys, don't look at it. Oh, there you guys go again. You can hear people all right, here we go. THC and CBD grown from yeast. Is this the future of cannabinoids? Oh, boy. Here we go. This should be interesting. All right, Boston-based Ginkgo Bioworks has entered into a deal with Canada-based Kronos Group to produce cannabinoids from yeast. Okay. The company says that it can create a wide array of pure cannabinoids or cheaper than what's produced naturally by cannabis. Okay. Ginkgo says it will modify the DNA of yeast to create THC, CBD, and other cannabinoids, according to The Guardian. The process will be, will be completed similarly to how beer is made. Quote, it's something we can wrap our heads around pretty readily, said Jess Lieber of Ginkgo Bioworks. Ginkgo will work to invent a new microorganism Oh, boy. Hold on, folks. My apologies. Um, That will become a cannabinoid that can be mass-produced. A new microorganism that will become a cannabinoid that can be mass-produced from yeast. Cannabinoids can be valuable to the body, and most cannabis strains contain just trace amounts of cannabinoids other than THC and CBD. Uh, Ginkgo's new approach hopes to make more of the valuable trace cannabinoids available. Well, that's interesting. And we get a big ooh on that one. That's like, um, who's the actress that clones her dogs every year? Yeah, it's a big, big time actress. It's like, um, I can't even remember my apologies, but yeah, she clones a little like Maltese or Shih Tzu's or whatever they are. It's it's really, really weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, There we go. We're back to regular sound effects. We can turn this silly thing off. All right, folks. Well, um, okay. So that's interesting. So if they make cannabinoids that aren't from cannabis, will they do exactly the same thing? And if so, can we all be smoking yeast now instead of... uh, No, that um, that would be really bad to be doing that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, interesting thoughts. They show a beautiful picture of a plant. I don't know why you wouldn't want to just grow that. Exactly. Soft clap for growing the real thing. Uh, and we want to give a shout out, which I just realized that we didn't. Um, we want to give a shout out to the Canada Health Ad online digital magazine. If you're sitting in your car at a stoplight, if you're sitting on your couch smoking a doobie, whatever you're doing, check it out. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. 
profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of CannaHell. Yep, check it out. You can actually go um, on our website, go to the radio section, scroll down to our sponsors and just click their logo. It'll get right there. We are uh, getting a whole new website together. It's very, very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. So we've all heard rumors that Coke and Pepsi are going to be doing these uh, big launches of soft drinks with weed in them and CBD and THC, and they're getting into the business. And here we go. Coca-Cola CEO denies plans to develop CBD drinks. If we can't have cocaine, let's have cannabis. I mean, really. <laughs> All right. Coca-Cola just put the rest of rumors over CBD drink will deal with Aurora Cannabis. Last month, rumors started going around about the possibility of Coca-Cola entering the CBD market with a new infused beverage. And by the way, first of all, I think this is another thing to say, no, we're not. They're going to come out with something you watch next month, they will. By September 17th, Bloomberg was reporting on serious talks between Aurora Cannabis, a major Canadian cannabis company, and Coca-Cola. Unnamed sources insisted the two companies were in advanced stages of negotiating a drink deal. Publicly, however, Coca-Cola dodged questions about the talk, saying only that it was keeping an eye on the CBD space. Aurora likewise declined to issue any comments about the rumored talks. But... Aurora's stock price still soared 23% the day the rumors became public. Ultimately, though, the rumors proved they didn't have much staying power. At the same time, investors seemed to reason why wouldn't Coca-Cola pursue partnerships in the multi-billion dollar legal cannabis industry. Today, however, Coca-Cola's CEO James Quincy put to rest any lingering sense that the rumors were actually true. Coca-Cola, uh, speaking with investors over the phone on Tuesday, Coca-Cola CEO James Quincy fielded a question about the CBD drink deal with Aurora. That's a, quote, simple one. Quincy replied, reports Business Insider, we don't have any plans at this stage. See, there it is, at this stage. We know how to read this stuff. We hang out with lawyers, too. Um, judging from the response of the stock market, however, Quincy's answer uh, likely confirm what most had already come to suspect. There's no deal in the works. Aurora Cannabis, ACB, is trading up 3.4% on the New York Stock Exchange as of this writing. The Coca-Cola company, KO, is also trading up 2.5%. In other words, investors weren't banking on a cannabis-infused beverage deal. This doesn't mean Coca-Cola isn't planning on talking with companies about possible beverage deals at some point, it would be a huge mistake not to. Analysts project the CBD market will grow to $2.1 billion by 2020. And many of the products that will drive sales in that space will be infused foods and beverages, in addition to cosmetics, topicals, and other medicinal and therapeutic salves. Then there's the downward pressure on the soda market in the U.S. according to a late 2017 study in obesity. Fewer people and even fewer young people are drinking sugary beverages. Coca-Cola doesn't only sell soda, of course, and the company continues to expand its brand of, quote, health and wellness beverages and tea. Similarly, cannabis companies are developing ever more CBD-infused beverages marketed to consumers interested in CBD's health benefits. Taking both factors into account, it's almost inconceivable that Coca-Cola, one of the world's largest purveyors of beverages wouldn't make moves into the cannabis space. In fact, Coca-Cola spokespeople responded to last month's rumors by saying that CBD wellness beverages are exactly the kind of product the company is eyeing. <clears throat> Still, Coca-Cola executives don't have to publicly close details about deals that could very well fail to materialize. Indeed, that's exactly what may have happened here. Coca-Cola or Aurora could have simply backed out. Perhaps its investors will pressure Coca-Cola into the legal CBD market sooner rather than later. But so far, the trend for very large corporations like Coca-Cola has been 
wait and see, not take a risk. A company like Coke can afford to bide its time. Oh, you bet they can. They'll do it. Everybody's going to do it. We know that. We're not silly. Um, it's just a matter of finding uh, the right socks, right? And the right song. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda, pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers they'd be like oh it's immoral and unhealthy i'm like how many people are you making wealth anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits and they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests. i call that getting swindled and pimp shit i call that getting tricked by the government that law's hella old so it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not nah, hella won't. Not nah, hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a looking for a pot shop. This is fucking awesome. Listen to Extractions and um, this we found uh, is a glossary, an extraction glossary. It's very interesting. Uh, and there's big fancy words thrown around at the dispensaries when you go in there, and these quote bud tenders hate that name. Um, the weed servers, <laughs> they throw out these names. You're going to hear things like isolate, distillate, um, and decarboxylation, things like that. And we're going to read a little glossary right now. So 
you kind of understand. Maybe you will. You're going to recognize some of them. Some of you won't. Um, but here we go. This And we got this from um, Cannabis Business Times. We'd like to say thank you, thank you, thank you for always sending us new, new issues every month. This is a great magazine. And you can come check them out. We Once we're done reading them on air, we put them out for everyone to check out in the lobby at Tumbleweeds Health Center. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Get on down. 520-838-4430. Come get certified. We've got a super slamming special for 239 right now. That's all fees included. We have awesome doctors, awesome staff, and we do our best to make sure you're happy and healthy um, on your way in and out. Here we go. Okay, so like I said, some of these are going to be over our heads. Um, some of these you may have heard of. Some of you may not. Band heater or a boiler. An apparatus that controls the temperature via electricity or through the application of warmed water glycol mixtures, respectively. So this is probably for extractions, if you're doing an extraction and someone's talking about a boiler or a band heater. Okay, here we go. Cannabinoid distillation. Here come some of the terms. This is often called fractional distillation, despite being a simple vacuum distillation technique intended to separate the cannabinoids from other components of refined cannabis oil. Cannabinoids are not efficiently separated from each other with this technique. This process diminishes the boiling points of the target vacuum and applies heat to vaporize them. That vapor is recondensed in a different physical location and used in production formulation or product formulation. Advanced techniques include wipe film and centrifugal distillation systems. Bless you. Okay. Chromatography. Yeah, see. A process that is capable of isolating individual cannabinoids from a refined oil or a distillant to 99% purity. Chromatography. There are many forms of chromatography, including high-performance liquid chromatography, centrifugal liquid chromatography, simulated moving bed chromatography, and supercritical chromatography. Each of these has individual strengths and weaknesses. A process capable of isolating individual cannabinoids from a refined oil or distillate to 99% purity. Dun, dun, dun. Clarification. Yeah, we need a lot of that. <laughs> a process where a winterized de-wax mixture of cannabinoid terpenes is further refined via the removal of chlorophyll and other pigments. Okay. This process usually incorporates activated carbon, activated earth clays, or amorphous Silica. Bless you. So they're just trying to get they're trying to get it as clear as they possibly can. You've seen those clear things, you know, and that's just what they're doing. They're taking all the leafy out, taking everything out. Um, what is a closed loop system, you ask? <laughs> An extraction system that is capable of reusing that solvent after the extraction and collection process. Solvents used during the process is not lost during the process. Okay. Uh, tech guy used to use the closed loop system. And he got he did really well with his brownies and his banana bread. Alright. Okay. A collection vessel, I know you're all wondering. A cylinder, uh, uh, or a series of cylinders, usually made of stainless steel where solutes concentrate after the extract, extraction process. So whatever your collection is. Okay, crystallization. The isolation of cannabinoid crystals via the production of a supersaturated solution. Rudimentary liquid, liquid separation, temperature change, and solvent removal. I know, I'm falling asleep in class. Uh, most frequently... Con- Conducted to produce THCA or CBD crystals because of their propensity to crystallize. Here's a term we know and love. Decarboxylation. Can we all say that, folks? Decarboxylation. That's a funny one. Okay, the process that converts THCA to its neutral form, THC, through the application of heat and agitation. This process is often performed under a neutral atmosphere to avoid degradation. The temperature of decarboxylation is 105. 
I know. <gasps> no, and it's very contrary to the 220 everyone tells you to cook it at for like 45, 30 minutes or whatever before you... Um, so what this does is it, it actually changes the molecular molecular structure of the little carbon. It, the little egg drops off and now you get high. Basically, it makes it psychoactive. Right? Right. Okay. Oh, distillate. We hear this a lot. This is They like to throw this fancy term around just so they can sound fancy. Distillate. The product resulting from the vacuum distillation process. I wonder if we went into any of these dispensaries and they started throwing us around and said, you know what that is? <laughs> the product resulting from the vacuum distillation process. This oil is fully decarboxylated, very clear, and highly concentrated with cannabinoids. No terpenes are left in the oil after the vacuum distillation process. Some do. I think that's they add their terpenes back in, which is interesting. But that's really sad that you burn all those out. Emulsion. A mixture of cannabis oils, water, and an emulsifier. An emulsion is stable due to the interactions among the cannabis oil, water, and the hydrophilic lipophilic components of the emulsifier and emulsion. Oh, well, first we had a collection vessel. Now we have an extraction vessel, a cylinder that is usually made of stainless steel, where plant material is packed and where a solvent is injected to remove solute from the parent material. Okay. An extraction is the process that uses a solvent, CO2, ethanol, butane, etc., to strip the parent plant material of the target compounds, like cannabinoids and terpenes. That's how you uh, make the RSO. You boil off, soak it all in your uh, Everclear, and you can order 191 proof, I think. Some of the liquor stores will order 190, but I think it comes in a 150. But you want it as high as you can get it. Um, and then you just heat it up. With a fan. Always use a fan. We learned that. Uh, ooh, what's a full-spectrum oil? Okay, we're going to golf class. We don't even know what it is. It's a, here's it. And where's our drum roll? Because this is a question everyone... I got full-spectrum. Okay. A product that undergoes minimal refinement, usually one winterization and clarification. Oh, only winterization and clarification. That includes all the major components of cannabis. You get terpenes, cannabinoids, fatty acids, fatty acids, flavonoids, etc. So, a full spectrum oil undergoes minimal refinement. So you get most of everything in your plant. Uh, what's an isolate? This is something we hear as well. Distillates and isolates we hear about. Isolate is a purified individual cannabinoid at 99 plus percent, resulting from a chromatography process, which we found out about. There are about five of those chromatography processes. And you get your isolate, you get your CBD isolate. So this is 99 plus percent is what your CBD is. So it's almost 100%, but not quite. Good at that. Um, so we, get, we have products in our store that have isolates. We have products in our store with the, for the CBD. We have products in our store that are PCR phytocannabinoid rich, which they don't explain here. Um, and then we have full spectrum, which we write about. Uh, I think that's about it. I think those are probably the only um, the only other ones. Uh, I don't know about distillates. Do we have any distillates? I don't think we have any distillates. Just isolates. All right. I know you're all curious about nano emulsion. I'll get on. What kind of emulsion contains materials that measure within the nanometer range? Duh. <laughs> all right. What's a pressure regulator? It's an apparatus that controls the pressure of the solute in the extraction and collection vessels. So for all you out there studying extraction and uh, you know processes in your in your cannabis classes, you can refer back to this. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> recycler, a part of a closed-loop extraction system that conducts the solvent phase change and houses the recycled solvent prior to re-injection to the extraction vessel. This is all so fancy. So fancy. 
I'm glad the recycling is. Um, what is a refined extract or a refined oil? Good one. I don't know that we have any in our shop, but the product resulting from undertaking the winterization and clarification processes after the initial extraction. Uh, this is a cannabinoid-rich oil or sap that is usually yellow to red in color. And we're going to read you, well, I'll tell you now, the winterization processes where crude extract is dissolved in ethanol at warmer temperatures, 40 to 50 degrees, uh, then cooled to between negative 20 and negative 40 to, pre uh, to precipitate the fatty acid waxes from the solution. Cannabinoids and terpenes are soluble in ethanol at the cool temperatures. Very interesting. So people are just using, sounds like something you've used in Neanderthal, I think, <laughs> and be like, dude, okay, yeah, grab your cannabis. Throw it in your igloo, quick, throw it in. Okay, take it out of the igloo, quick. <laughs> Hello, winter miles in. All right. Um, okay. What's, what's separation? The second or downstream stage of the extraction process where the target compounds, your cannabinoids or your terpenes, are moved to a different physical location than the parent material. Okay. Separating it. Some technologies have the ability to separate the compounds in multiple ways based on molecular weight. Mm. What's shatter? This is... We get these questions. I'm surprised they haven't had all of these, but I guess shatter ranks. Shatter is a refined extraction product that contains high concentrations of acid form cannabinoids. It is crystalline and usually used for dabbing or vaporizing. It can also be consumed orally to obtain high dosages of acid form cannabinoids. <coughs> We're going to have to find out. Uh, drum roll. All right. What's a solute? A substance of interest in feed material, like cannabis, that is to be removed from the feed material and isolated. In the cannabis industry, the cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids are the solutes of interest. Okay. You know, we don't hear people talk about <clears throat> flavonoids a lot. And I wonder if they come out in, you know, because people don't want to taste cannabis. They're like, oh, I don't want to taste it in my food. But flavors are important. Flavonoids. They don't talk about them very much. They don't. I mean, there's some lemony strains. There's some grapey strains. There's some strawberry strains. There's some citrus strains. There's bubblegum. Who wouldn't want to taste some bubblegum, right? Who would really like bubblegum? Solvent recovery is the recovery of winterization and uh, clarification solvent with application of heat and vacuums. The most common techniques include rotary evaporation and falling film evaporation. And a solvent is a substance with properties that promote the dissolution of solutes from the parent plant material. The most common examples in the cannabis industry are butane, carbon dioxide, and ethanol. Uh, terpene juice. Interesting. Terpene juice is a refined extract that contains large amounts of terpenes and a moderate concentration of cannabinoids. It's usually liquid or sap and commonly used for dabbing and vaporizing. The only, you know, the only thing I don't like about dabbing, I mean, this is all fine, but when I, when I vape, I cough a lot, but I don't like that you have to have like torches and you have to hit high heat and all that kind of stuff for dabs. I, don't, I just, that's a little strange. I just want to hit the big. You know what I'm saying? Just hit the big. Vaporizing oil is a product that can be derived from a full-spectrum oil or distillate formulation, often used in a small vaporizing cartridge or large uh, or larger vaporizer. Sometimes oil viscosity is manipulated with uh, polyethylene glycol, propylene glycol, alpha bisabolol, or medium-chain triglycerides. And um, viscosity, we had something in our, in our world that used to like to use the word viscosity. <laughs> Gas. Wax or crude extract. Uh, the product first obtained from the extraction process. It contains all the solutes extracted from the plant material, like cannabinoids, waxes, terpenes, uh, mostly applied um, to products from carbon 
dioxide extraction. Okay. And then we read winterization, which is the process where crude extract is dissolved in ethanol at warmer temperatures, then cooled down to, precipi to precipitate fatty acid waxes from the solution. Cannabinoids and terpenes are soluble in ethanol at the cool temperatures. Does that mean we keep them? Does that mean they go away? Mm. Winterization. There you go. Um, and, oh, looks like they're growing crystals over there. All right, so there's your extraction glossary, folks. You're welcome. Yep, we know it. We haven't been time over here. We have quite the idea. <laughs> Pretty delicious. So, <clears throat> Um, I've known some growers um, that use the Kyle Cushman line of uh, fertilizers and, and soils and um, vitamins for their plants, and it's all veganic. It's all vegan. It's all uh, Vega Matrix is this company, and it actually smells really good. It doesn't smell like your regular plant foods and nutrients and things. It smells really, actually really good. But there's a big, you know, especially in California, there's a big old vegan wave happening. Um, so I thought we'd read a little bit from our special Newsweek edition. I wish we had the... We don't have that button. Maybe if we pay for it, <laughs> we might have that button. So this I found, I love, I get so excited when I find these on the, on the newsstands. I always grab um, a couple. Um, to make sure that we keep them on hand for ourselves at least. We try and put them out in the waiting room, but people like to take them. <laughs> so, Veganibus, Veganibus, Veganibus. That's how it is, not Veganibus. <laughs> Veganibus. Wait, pot isn't vegan. Not necessarily. That's why cruelty-free companies are stepping up to represent their place in cannabis culture. The vegan lifestyle and cannabis use have never been very far removed in the public eye. Both in older Americans conjure images of the hippie uh, pursuits of their youth, and both in younger Americans seem to fit into a popular and populist notion of all natural ingredients and eschewing the wasteful traditions of past generations. As states across the country have legalized adult use, rates of cannabis experimentation have responded with hate. For its part, veganism has seen a 600% increase in American practitioners since 2014, according to the vegan activist group Mercy for Animals. That's huge. Uh, but strangely, at a time when each of these lifestyles is at a peak of popularity, there's also more of a disconnect. The edible gummy for the edible gummy, gummy. Wow, it was just a granddaddy purple and a little Keith. The edible gummy. For example, is one of the most popular choices when ingesting cannabis in the legal world. But many gummy bears and other delectables contain <gasps> gelatin, which doesn't jive with a vegan diet. Display cases at dispensaries are lined with brownies, cookies, and concentrates, and more that might not be acceptable to vegan customers. In response, a number of products have entered the legal market for the vegan subset of the cannabis consumer. Here you go. We're going to start with this one, Buds and Roses. Guess what? It's Kyle's company. It might surprise many to learn that plants aren't necessarily vegan by default. If they're grown in animal byproducts, environmental or ethical herbivores might not be able to partake. That's why companies like Buds and Roses ensure that cannabis is grown in soil, fertilizer without bones or fish or blood meal in the mix. There you go. You can have all vegan plants. That's pretty cool. Um, sour gummies. This product is particularly victory, uh, particular victory for vegans who also happen to use cannabis and have a sweet tooth. While some of the more popular traditional options contain gels and gummies like those from Wanna Brands or Canyon CHC Suck It Edibles are certified vegan. There's a, we have Wanna Brands here in Arizona. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Um, I think people like those, but check them out. That's pretty cool for your vegan uh, vegan needs. Vegan concentrates. Companies like Vegan Buddha have made it easy for vegan com uh, cannabis users to pick a reliably all-natural source of concentrate. 
Though convenient for eliminating the telltale odor of cannabis as well, some claim, providing a respite from the potentially harmful smoke, concentrates can also give some more health-conscious users pause, relying as they do on largely unseen chemical work. Vegan Buddha comes with a whole a wholesome promise on which vegan cannabis users can rely. Make that a little vegan bunny. Organic plant extracts, the vegan Buddha. Bath bombs. For those who are into self-care aspect of cannabis versatility, turning their smoke sesh into a spa day might be just the ticket. But because many beauty products are either created with animal products or tested on animals, there are many brands, ethical herbivores, and other vegans avoid. One company promising to keep your self-care cruelty-free is Kush Queen, offering THC and CBD-infused bath bombs that can take care of your skin and ease your anxiety at the same time. Kush Queen bath bombs, 25 milligrams of CBD. That's nice. That'd be a nice bath if you use the whole bottle. And then if you want some vegan cookies, these are nice. Whether you're biting into a medicated macaroon from Utopia Farms, a chipster from the Venice Cookie Company, or another of the fine upstart vegan cannabis cookie offerings available, it's always a good feeling to know that no milk eggs or byproducts of anything with a face went into your little indulgent. Aww. No faces. No faces. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. You know, there's a market for everybody, and that's what's so great about cannabis is that um, it's just starting, and uh, anybody can get into it. You can find, like, look at that. There's bath bombs. There's, you know, all these vegan options now. Whatever you can think of, you can create. You could probably make a business of out there right now. All you got to do is have the... (laughs) The desire to help, to heal, and to do it. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's definitely doable. Um, here's some um, here's some numbers. I don't know. We'll we'll end with some numbers just to kind of keep you informed. Five point three million were the number of marijuana plants eradicated by the federal domestic cannabis eradication suppression program. Interesting. 72% of those seeking treatment for marijuana use were male. Okay. Um, 50, number of states that cultivate marijuana. 800,000 kilograms of marijuana seized along the southwestern border by U.S. Customs and Border Control agents. 70% portion of eradicated plants being grown in California. 14.5% decline in weight of marijuana seized along the southwest border. Okay, um, 35, <clears throat> and I wonder why that is. That's a pretty good size number. 14.5% decline in weight of marijuana seeds along the southeast, southwest border. Are, are, is that because um, California is legal and they're not, uh, they're not needing to get it illegally? Or what? 35.6% 12th graders who use marijuana at least once in the past year. 12th graders. 35.6%. How old are you in 12th grade? 18, 17? 18? Something like that. So they're getting illegally. Um, 68.5% of 12th graders who disapprove of marijuana use. So <laughs> so two-thirds of the people are disapproving while the other third are out going and getting it. 12th graders. Um, all right. And here's a good number, and we're going to, let's see. Right now, we're going to do it. And action. 22.2 million number of people who reportedly use marijuana at least once a month. That is a large amount of people. 22.2 million people that use marijuana in some form every month. That's probably a daily thing. All right, folks, there you go. We'll leave it at that. 22.2 million. Happy Halloween. Get out there. Go trick-or-treating. Be safe. I don't care how if you're 90 and you're trick-or-treating. I really don't care. Don't steal decorations. Have a good time out there. Be nice to everybody, please. Um, come on down to Tumbleweed's Health Center and get certified, get some information, get some accessories. Most importantly, 
Get out there and vote. Get educated. Be smart. Be safe. And educate. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, Candace Kid will be here. And you can tell us how you voted. Have an awesome, awesome day. Thank you.